Hey there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Night of the Living History. Um, before we jump in, um, as usual, I have to talk first. Um, sorry, I know that's probably super annoying, um, but just bear with me. Um, these podcasts are super new for me, and so as time goes on, I'll probably be changing and doing things differently. Um, so as far as me uh, telling you guys, you know, oh, I'm going to post another episode weekly or, you know, later this week, I'm going to stop giving you guys a date. Um, I do apologize, but I do have a busy life. So I will just let you know when I am going to post an episode soon. And of course, I will let you guys know when I do post another episode. So uh, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and jump into this next episode, Photographing the Dead. We're going to be talking about postmortem and spirit photography. So here we go, guys. Let's get spooky. Okay, so photography enters the world starting in 1839. Um, in the beginning, photography was a luxury. Uh, the first kind of photographs that were printed weren't really on film or on paper. Instead, they were on um, a type of silver. So, of course, uh, photographs were not something that just any old John or Sam on the street could afford. Um, as time went on and cameras begin to evolve, we start to slip into the Victorian era. Uh, this era has so many strange traditions when it comes to death. Um, later on, I'll let you guys know I do have a book uh, that I'll recommend at the end of this podcast that does uh, talk about a lot of those traditions and the history behind it. Um, that mixed with the high mortality rate, specifically with infants and children in this time period, caused a jolt in popularity with post-mortem photography. Um, so this practice was, uh, if any of you have seen the movie Haunting in Connecticut, then you would know uh, families around this time period, um, it was common for them to take pictures of their deceased loved ones. Um, at, this, at first, um, it wasn't super common to clean up the body. Um, so a lot of these were photographed just kind of as is once they were perished, uh, once they had perished. Uh, if you look at some of the earlier photos, uh, some of them can be on the graphic side. You might even be able to see blood on some of their faces. Um, again, this was still something that was super new. Um, and as more people start start to become um, start to become more interested in finding solace in this practice, they not only start to clean up the bodies, but would also dress them up uh, and put symbols in the photographs themselves, uh, symbols of life and death, such as flowers, clocks, um, upside down clocks, or hourglasses. Um, for many of these families, uh, especially when they're losing a child, this was a way to preserve their child's likeness for the first and only time. Um, it was a coping mechanism for loss. Uh, and more and more began to practice it. And of course, uh, this spread not just to people who would lose children, but people who lost loved ones in general. Um, in this time period, death wasn't common to occur in a hospital. So many of these photographs would be taken in people's homes. The deceased were often also posed to look as if they had simply drifted off to sleep. Um, in one of the photographs I saw while doing my research, there was one of a little girl who looked like she had fallen asleep while playing with her dolls. Um, as healthcare began to improve, uh, this kind of is in sync with the fizzling out of the Industrial Revolution. Um, for those who don't remember studying in their history classes, um, just really briefly, I'm going to touch on this. The Industrial Re Revolution was a time period in America where 
um, as you can imply from the name, um, everything became more industrialized. Um, with that, you know, there was more factories popping up. So working conditions and health conditions uh, were not where they should be. Um, and as a result, with everything and all these strikes and everything that came out of it, we also see a lot of healthcare reform. Um, there starts to be stricter standards in this kind of, in healthcare, um, as well as an increase in hospitals popping up, as well as hospital abilities. Um, it was it's and it's still I think up until like I want to say like the 1950s or 60s, um, women gave birth mostly at home. However, we're finding that it's uh, still something that could start happening in hospitals at this point. Um, so the need for postmortem photography starts to kind of fall by the wayside, um, although. Uh, some people still practice uh, similarly in their own way. Um, for example, this is probably going to weird a lot of people out, but my family actually keeps photos of deceased loved ones from their funerals. Um, so someone will take a picture of the person laying in their casket. Uh, this is not a tradition I plan to continue, but I'm just pointing it out that it is um, not completely outlandish for many families out there, especially um, families like mine who come from a Hispanic background. Um, there is a lot of cultural difference in the way that we handle death. So enter now, um, we're going to move now into spirit photography, the, this very common practice of spirit photography, also known as catching a ghost on film. Now, the man who starts it all, uh, William H. Mumler, is a photographer who later would become famous for uh, supposedly catching the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Um, we're going to talk about that later. Um, as the United States is kind of picking up the pieces of the aftermath of the Civil War, people start to look for ways to connect, um, not just to each other, but to the many lives that were lost. And I guess by connecting to these um, thousands of lives lost during the Civil War, they start to look for a way to connect to each other as well. Um, so one day, Mr. Mumler, while taking self-portraits um, in his kitchen, um, I think one of the things said that he supposed he was completely alone. Um, one of his prints actually comes back with a figure, what appears to be a female figure sitting next to him. Um, a spiritualist, and if you could see me right now, I'd be doing the finger quotations because I, I don't know how real this is. Um, he has a friend that is a spiritualist, um, supposedly confirms that this is in fact a ghost. Um, now, as I'm reading and I'm doing my research in my head, I don't know if you've ever like watched like the old... Uh, Scrooge McDuck cartoons where like his eyes turn to dollar signs or I guess any cartoons for that matter. That's kind of what his eyes do in my head. Um, he starts to self-promote more successfully than any influencer today and he starts to charge people $10 a photograph um, to see if their deceased loved ones will appear. Now $10 today in 1860 would be the equivalent to about $300 today. Um, so this guy is definitely exploiting people and in my opinion anyways i think that's kind of ridiculous um he also uh claims to be he kind of markets himself as being just as shocked as anyone else that his camera is seemingly chosen to take these photographs now when customers would step into his studio they were often told uh you know there's no guarantee that their loved ones will appear and um let's say someone goes in expecting a photograph of their young son and instead there's an older woman in the photograph um mumler would sit with the customer and try 
to quote unquote help them remember um, if there may be any other lost souls in their lives who may be trying to connect to them now. Um, and of course, with any claim or connection to the paranormal, skepticism is sure to be far behind as the doubters start to close in on Mumler um, and start to pile up the evidence of fraud, he eventually gets arrested. Um, and even though the trial does fail and he gets acquitted, um, before he quits spirit photography altogether, Mr. Mumler invites none other than Mary Todd Lincoln herself to sit for one of his photographs. Surprise, surprise. Um, in the photograph, we see um, Mrs. Lincoln wearing all black and behind her is the supposed ghost of her loving husband with his hands on her shoulders. Um, no disrespect to Mrs. Lincoln, but she was a very strong believer in Mr. Mumler's photographs and nobody could convince her, according to everything that I read, um, to her death that Abe was not with her once she was once she saw this photograph. So I guess the one positive thing that came out of it is many people did find comfort, even though this guy, in my opinion, is kind of a jerk who just exploits people. Um now, this specific form of spirit photography um, kind of falls away, but many people uh, today still take these kinds of photos and now even have supposed videos, technology, am I right, um, that claims to capture ghosts, entities. Um, you can even start to, if you start to read up on it, you'll see people explaining what orbs are, um, shadows. Um, and when viewing these, I just do think that it's best to make sure that you're educated, understand that it's super easy these days to fake something like this, although it is super cool to look at. Um, with that being said, I definitely do not want to discourage anybody who does believe in the paranormal. Um, I myself, anybody who knows me knows that I believe in the paranormal. I'm just saying, be careful. Don't just believe anything that anybody throws at you. Um, now, as far as um, places to visit, um, I don't really have specific places um, in this podcast just because, uh, I mean, there's not really anywhere that's specifically drawn to um, this history. Now, the book that I spoke about earlier um, with all the Victorian, strange Victorian death traditions is the Victorian Book of the Dead, um, selected and edited by Chris Woodyard, author of the Ghost of the Past series. Um, I got this on Amazon. Um, I haven't yet read into it too, too much. I just kind of skimmed through a few pages that I thought were interesting, um, but definitely something to check out if that's something that interests you. Um, you can also look at post-mortem photography um, just about anywhere online. Um, so there's that. And I think that just about wraps up our episode this time, you guys. Um, so again, I'll be posting next time when um, another episode is going to be available soon. And then of course, once it is posted, I will make you guys aware. Uh, so thanks you guys again for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed and stay spooky.